Glory be to the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me for our breakthrough service today as we're going to deal on the Beatitudes part two. We're going to be speaking today about what are the benefits of those who are citizens of the kingdom? What are the benefits of those who are citizens of the kingdom? At the beginning of the Sermon of the, on the Mount, we find that a section of scripture commonly referred to as the Beatitudes. Now, remember, we said it's the manifesto of the king, the manifesto of the king. The word Beatitude means supreme blessedness or happiness. We find Jesus discussing the blessedness of those who possess certain qualities. The blessedness of those who possess certain qualities. That's what we're going to dig into in part two. And we're going to look at this benefits because we spoke about the, the, you know, the characteristics of those who belong to this kingdom. But we're going to speak about the benefits as we're going to dig just deep. It's an exciting teaching. It has really been life altering, life changing and transforming in my own personal life. And I believe you will be blessed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. And so there were two questions asked. The first question that we dealt on in part one was, who will be the citizens of the kingdom of heaven? Number two was, what the benefits, what, what benefits do they receive? So in our previous study, we looked at the Beatitudes from the viewpoint of the question, who will be the citizens of the kingdom? And we saw that their character would involve eight inter interrelated qualities. We saw that they would be poor in spirit, mourning for their sins, meek, hungering for righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers, and willing to suffer for persecution. In this study, we shall look at the Beatitudes from the viewpoint of the question, what benefits do they receive? What benefits do they receive? Is the kingdom of heaven worth the effort to develop all of these qualities? Is it worth the effort? And so that's what we're going to ask questions about today. It's going to be very exciting. It's a very, it's a, it's a very, very interesting teaching. And I, 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 I thank God because remember you have gone through all this. You have been persecuted. You had to have a pure heart. You went through all of these type of, you had to go through all these, all of these processes. This is the righteousness of God. This is the way of God. And now we're seeing the benefits of this lifestyle. Is the kingdom of heaven worth whatever persecution we have to endure? Those are questions that we sometimes ask ourselves. Is it worth it? I mean, when you look at the life of Paul, when Paul went through his persecution, after his encounter, he says, and a man was taken up to the third heaven and explains, and he says, he saw things he couldn't explain. Paul had one desire was to live for heaven. And I mean, when, you, when we read Paul's stories, we see how Paul describes, you know, his last moments, his last days, that how his tent is going to be, I was going to take down this earthly tent and put on the new heavenly tent. So he's seen something that made him live for eternity. And therefore, Paul would refer to the heaven or the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ or eternity as the blessed hope because of this encounter. So as we are kingdom citizens, sometimes on this earth, we will suffer many, many things for the kingdom of God and for the name of Jesus Christ. But one thing I can guarantee you, one day when we get to the other side, truly we're going to say, it was worth it it was worth it and so when we ask this question is the kingdom of heaven worth whatever persecution we might endure i i believe without a shadow of a doubt the answer is yes 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 somebody say yes somebody say yes 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we're now going to consider the blessedness of the citizens of the kingdom. Number one, we're going to look at the, at the benefits. The benefits, and we're going to summarize these benefits in one word. What is that word? It is blessed. What is the meaning of blessed? It is the first word of the sermon, just as it is the first word in Psalms 1 verse 1. What is Psalms 1 verse 1? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now this is the very first psalm in the Bible. And this is the very first word the book of Psalms starts with. Blessed. Just as this is also found in the beginning of the book of Revelations 1 and verse 3. So let's look at Revelation 1 and verse 3. I'm excited. Whenever I read the Bible and doing study, I'm excited just to be enlightened. Somebody say excitement to be enlightened. Let's look at Revelations 1 verse 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. Blessed, blessed, blessed. It is used nine times in these verses, which this section and therefore we call this particular section the Beatitudes the Beatitudes. When we look at this particular word, this word also in, means great joy and gladness. It can also literally mean how very happy, how very happy. That is, that, that, that is what the verse would say in, in simple terms. How very happy is he who mourns? How very happy is he who is persecuted? How very happy is he? Hallelujah. And this is so important for us to understand when we look at this particular text and we just look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. Look at what verse 12 says. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. Listen, it ends here with verse 12. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. What are the benefits? My reward in heaven is is gonna be great somebody you need to get excited you're not just going through what you are going through for nothing you're not going through pain and suffering just because but rejoice and be exceedingly glad for the reward in heaven is great now imagine the rewards in heaven you see on earth we get rewarded for certain things for good deeds and people get promotion and we get salary increases and especially one program that i love watching is undercover boss how people are rewarded for their faithfulness, dedication, and commitment to their, to their company. And then they get rewarded um, handsomely. But imagine the blessed rewards that we will receive as children of God. If He's lavishly already blessing us on this earth, what would heaven still have in store for us? My God, I don't think we can picture this. I don't think we can imagine this. I don't think we can comprehend what God has in store for those who really and truly love him. Let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 6 verse 23. Let's look at Luke chapter 6 and verse 23. Be glad in that day and live for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets. So they have been through this. But the rewards are great. Child of God, let's have this hope of our future. When we begin to have this blessed hope and begin to look unto Jesus, the author, and the finish of our faith, our trials will begin to become minimal compared to when we look at what God has in store for us. Somebody get ready. 
I believe God is about to do something amazing for somebody today that has been downcast, downtrodden, feeling worthless, useless, asking God why I've been through all of this, why have I been punished, why do I have to do good when others are doing bad, your reward in heaven is great somebody rejoice somebody rejoice hallelujah you need to rejoice we're going to look at further benefits of 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 being kingdom citizens further benefits amen the next benefit number two is hallelujah there's benefits of the present life and for the future i love god you know you know it's like jesus said to peter you know not only in this life but also in the life to come. My God is amazing. Hallelujah. The first thing that we learn is what the Beatitudes kept saying was, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now we know in Matthew chapter 4 verse 17, it starts to speak about the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Those who are in the kingdom of heaven. What does this mean? The kingdom of heaven are those who are under the kingly rule of God. Those who are under the kingly rule of God, and are in a supernatural kingdom. Remember, we're not in a natural kingdom. Therefore, Jesus said, you know, to Pilate, you know, if my, if my, you know, if my, my kingdom is not of this world, my kingdom is not of this world. He knew that. He, he said this, my kingdom is not of this world. We're from a supernatural kingdom. Glory be to God. And this supernatural kingdom, hallelujah, and 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 in this supernatural kingdom in the today, this kingdom involves being in the church. This is the present manifestation of the kingdom of heaven. This is the present manifestation. Let's have a look at a few verses just to enlighten us concerning this particular text. Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not overpower it somebody give god a crazy praise the gates of hades shall not overpower the church the church is moving on the church is moving on glory be to god glory be to god listen to what colossians 1 13 says for ye delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son into the kingdom of his beloved son we were delivered from the kingdom of darkness and we were transferred into the kingdom of his son so the church is the present manifestation of the kingdom of heaven revelations 1 verse 9 i john your brother and fellow partake in the tribulation and kingdom and kingdom and perseverance which are in jesus was on the island called Patmos because the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of our Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are, this, this is amazing. The Bible speaks about this, this kingdom, the spiritual kingdom. The first thing we looked at today, it involves the church. Hallelujah. When we look also into this, we see that it also involves the new heaven and the new earth. In the kingdom, and it's looking towards the future right now. We're looking towards the future now. We're looking towards the new heavens and the new earth. Hallelujah. The, 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 the eternal kingdom and the, and the future of what this future holds for us. Let's look at Matthew just to get insight. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. I love Bible study. I love the word of God. It makes me, it enriches my life. Glory be to God. Matthew 25 verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, 
come and you who are blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world we know there was a separation here and for those who were those who were living for jesus were all out living their lives for christ these are the people that will then go in and inherit the kingdom of god the sheep and the goats we know the separation and they will go to inherit the kingdom of god let's look at second peter second peter second peter chapter 1 and verse 10 second peter chapter 1 and verse 10 i'm excited the word of god gets me it gets my juices going hallelujah second peter 1 verse 10 the bible says therefore brothers and sisters be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you for as long as you practice these things you will never stumble never stumble for in this way the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ will be abundantly supplied to you will be abundantly supplied to you we will enter this eternal kingdom glory be to god the church is now the eternal kingdom we are looking and we're all living for the eternal kingdom but while we have this perspective we're living our lives for jesus christ to the uttermost and the fullness Let's look at 2 Peter 3 verse 13. But according to his promise, we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Righteousness dwells. We are in preparation for what is to come. We are passing by. We are only pilgrims, said one missionary. We are only pilgrims passing by. We are living. We are, as I said it, we are in a dress rehearsal for what is ahead of us. Amen. Therefore, we are living and we are pursuing and we are trusting Christ that we are living according to his ways. And therefore, Paul prayed this prayer in the book of Galatians 4. He said, you know, let Christ be formed in you. Not external qualities, but internally. So that we would represent Christ in character. Because we are going to be with Christ forever and ever. Now let's look at, at, at verse uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 and verse 10. And let's look at something that's included in the expression of this particular scriptures. Hallelujah. And here we speak about which which we take or, or, or to imply that the blessingness is between also applied to those who are in the kingdom. Just as the kingdom is both present and future, we shall observe that the blessings described involve, involves both present and future blessings. Isn't that so? We are going to enjoy it now and we are going to enjoy it later. It's very important to understand. Blessed and theirs is the kingdom of God. That is verse 5, verse 3. And let's look at verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of, of heaven. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The Bible says, they, when the blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comfort, comforted. This is in reference to those who mourn over their sins and spiritual poverty. They will be comforted. That is a promise from the word of God. They will be comforted. I love this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we are able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are being comforted by God. But just as the suffering of Christ are ours, in abundance so also our comfort is abundant through christ that is so powerful abundant comfort glory be to god we shall not only be comforted in this world but also in the future revelations 21 revelations 21 verse 1 to 4 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among the people, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's the great comfort of the future. And there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning for sins or any other things. Or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Somebody give God a shout of praise. I get excited. Hallelujah. The Bible says we shall be comforted. Then the Bible says we shall inherit the earth. In one sense, they will inherit it now. We will inherit the earth as a result of putting the kingdom of God first. Putting the kingdom of God first. Seek ye first my kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. So we shall inherit great things in the earth, but there's also future inheritance. Hallelujah. Let's look at Mark 10 verse 29 and 30. Mark 10, verse 29 and 30. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sister or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecution in the age to come and eternal life. I love this. I've, I've always looked at this text, but I never paid attention to the word farms. So we will receive houses and, and whatever we have in our time today. They had farms, they had those things that they did, agriculture. Today we have cars and houses. And the Bible is promising that not only in the life to come, we're going to live in mansions, but in this life too, we can experience the blessing of God in our lives. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There might be times where we might seem like we have less than the wicked. But God wants us to enjoy when, when he blesses us. God wants you to enjoy the prosperity that also comes your way. God wants you to enjoy the prosperity that comes your way. Let's look at um, Ecclesiastes 5. Furthermore, as for every person to whom God has given riches and wealth, he has also given him the opportunity to enjoy them and to receive his reward and rejoice his labor. Rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. To rejoice in your labor, but to enjoy also when God blesses you. God has given us some things to enjoy. And church, we must enjoy it. Hallelujah. And therefore, we find texts like Psalms 37. I would encourage you to reach Psalms we read Psalms 37, it's encouraging, it's, it, 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 it will build your faith up, hallelujah, to know that God has got you covered, there's blessings now and there's blessing eternal, and I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to open up my storehouse for God to bless me, hallelujah, I'm believing that as the Bible says, hallelujah, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto to you the things that has made us worry the things that has made us have sleepless nights god says i will add these things unto you hallelujah i will add these things unto you somebody receive in jesus mighty name hallelujah so when we look at another promise concerning the new heaven and the new earth let's look at second peter second peter chapter 3 verse 10 to 13 
This is what it says. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be discovered. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? looking for and hastening for the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, we are here preparing us for the eternal kingdom. There's another promise in the Beatitudes. They shall be full. They shall be full. The first thing we're looking at here is that is that there is with the righteousness we so desperately need we find only in christ and this is what paul look at paul paul was a paul was a persecutor of the church a persecutor of the way paul put people in prison paul called himself the chief of sinners but look at this when paul discovered christ more than i count all things to be a loss now this was what paul was looking at himself saying that he is an authentic jew and all the benefits he had as a jew but now in verse 8 he says more than that i count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value knowing that Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them mere rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him not having righteousness of my own derived from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith now Paul is saying this here and we need to understand Paul was one of the 6,000 elite Jewish people they were guys that were committed and dedicated to the law but Paul is here declaring that righteousness that I obtained on my own was nothing compared to the righteousness I received from Christ. We need to understand that because this is what Paul is saying. I gave, I gave, in the, I gave up all these privileges and for the thing that I found in Christ. Because what I actually found in Christ is more precious than what I lived for before. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You shall be filled. Paul was satisfied. Paul had no need. Paul had no need. Jesus promised the woman at the well, when you drink of this water, you shall have no other desire. You shall be satisfied. And we saw what a satisfied person can do. When a person is satisfied from the living waters, they will become a soul winner to bring other people to the same streams that brought them personal and eternal satisfaction. Hallelujah. There are, there are, we will be filled and we will receive them. Number two, we will receive these promises also through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We will receive certain promises through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 5 verse 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, you shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So there is a promise. We shall be saved. We have been justified and we shall be saved from the wrath and anger of God. We've received in fullness when we were adorned with our white linen righteousness in preparation for the marriage of the Lamb. These are all just amazing benefits that we will experience as we are filled. As we are filled. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm excited. I am excited. I can see somebody today getting fresh hope, new hope, new joy, new peace because of what God is about to bring in your life. Let's look at this. Revelation chapter 19 verse 5 to 9. And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all his bond servants. You will fear him, the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, 
I like the sound of many waters. I like the sound of a mighty peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God the Almighty reigns. Let rejoice and be glad and give glory to him, because the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has prepared herself. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. The righteous acts of the saints. When we adorn ourselves, it's going to be with the righteous acts. God's kind of righteousness that he required. His standard of righteousness. Glory be to God. Then he said to me, Right blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. We will be the ones invited to the final wedding feast. Oh, glory be to God. The next thing that the Bible promises us, we shall obtain mercy. Those in the kingdom enjoy forgiveness of sins now through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are right now enjoying, the, we are looking at future and present, right? Future and present. Whenever we've been reading here, we've been looking at future tense and present tense. So let's look at Revelations 1 verse 5 and 6. And from Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves and released us from our sins by his blood. Oh, thank you for the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. I was released from my sins through the blood. And he made us into a kingdom of priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen and amen. And they shall also be shown mercy in the future by escaping the righteous wrath of God on the day of judgment. He has justified us so that one day we will also escape the wrath. So he's been merciful to us. Thank you for your mercy, O oh God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for your mercy. Somebody just begin to worship God. Just begin to thank God for his mercy. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The next thing is, the, as we conclude with the of this statement on the Bible says, they shall see God. This is the pure in heart. They shall see God. Presently, citizens of the kingdom can see God through the Lord Jesus Christ. We can see him through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6 and 7. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father. Also from now on, you know him and have seen him. Because Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. But in the future, the Bible says, we will see him face to face. Revelation chapter 21 verse 3. And I had a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among the people, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. We shall see him. Let's look, look at Revelation 22 verse 3 and 4. The Bible says that there will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it and his bond servants will serve him and they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads i remember the bible says whoever sees the face of the lord will die that is what the bible teaches us you know no man can see god and live but when we're in our glorified state we're gonna see the lord god almighty and then the bible says and they shall be called the sons of god we shall be called now remember as i said we are looking at present and we're looking at futuristic. Hallelujah. The benefits of 
the kingdom of God, the benefits of those who are citizens of this amazing kingdom. Glory be to God. First John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, See how great love the Father has given us, that we would be called children of God. And in fact, we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him, because we will see Him just as He is. Glory! Oh, glory! I'm going to see Him. I'm going to be like Him. Hallelujah! Therefore, when we get saved, we are justified. As we are living this life, we are being sanctified. And one day we're going to be glorified to be with the Lord God forever and ever. Now imagine what the future holds for the children of God. Revelation gives us a foretaste of what the future holds for the children of God. Revelations 21 verse 5 to 7. And who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give water to those who thirst from the spring of water of life without cost. The one who overcomes will inherit these things and I will be his God and he will be my son. Jesus, thank you for the benefits of the kingdom, my God. Great, great benefits that we can enjoy. And what I love about these benefits, it's not only futuristic. It's not only in eternity. God being such a loving father promises us these great benefits not only in the future but also in our present so child of God you are a citizen of the kingdom you are a citizen of the kingdom we need to walk and carry ourselves like citizens of the kingdom glory be to God a teacher Victoria which is now the queen of England the story that I read, it says that um, they tried to keep it away from her that she would be one day the queen. But um, somehow it came to attention that she would be the queen. And the teacher asked her at school, so what are you going to do? And then Queen Victoria's answer to the teacher was astonishing. She said to the queen, I am now going to be good. Because she could see she's going to be what she's going to be in the future. She's not going to wait for that moment. She's now going to practice so that she gets to that moment. She's going to be ready for a moment. Children of God, they, we cannot become righteousness in heaven without being righteous in the earth. We have to live for God. We have to give our all to Jesus Christ. And remember, He has given us His righteousness. There's no righteousness even of our own. The righteousness that Christ has given us is what we now begin to live out. Because people need to see that we are representing who Jesus Christ is. I want people to witness and testify and say to me, have you been with Jesus? Have you been with the Christ? And therefore now we're going to look at this particular word in our next teaching and we're going to speak about the influence that the kingdom of God must have in the earth as salt and as light. And that's going to bring us to a place where we understand now that as we live this life, what do we represent? Who do we represent? salt and light. Perhaps we have now better understood why those in the kingdom of heaven are truly blessed. For while the poor in spirit, 
theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mourning for their sins, they shall be comforted. Meek in their relationship to God and man, they shall inherit the earth. Hungering and thirsting after righteousness, they shall be filled. Merciful to others, they shall obtain mercy. Pure in heart, they shall see God. Makers of peace, they shall be called the sons of God. Persecuted for righteousness sake, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Certainly the benefits of the kingdom outweigh anything in this world or that this world has to offer. No persecution can compare to the rewards that await those who are being persecuted for righteousness sake. Glory be to God. I'm so excited. I can feel the Spirit of God even right now in this teaching. I sense the anointing. I sense the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When we have understood this blessing that we are going to receive in this life and our blessings we are going to receive in the age to come. But the blessedness of the citizens is only for those who have the characteristics of the citizens in an ever-increasing measure. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing in grace. We are growing in these characteristics, which should become more. The Bible says the path of the just is bright, shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. We have the qualities described in the Beatitudes. Do not the blessings described in the Beatitudes encourage us now to develop these important qualities. I pray that the sermon of Jesus will motivate us to examine our attitudes, to see if there's not room for improvement in our relationship with both God and our fellow men. I pray today, child of God, that you are gearing up and getting ready for the eternal kingdom. We are getting ready to be with Jesus, but while we are here on this earth, God has good things in store for us. Do not become discouraged. Do not become dismayed. Do not think that God ain't interested in you. God loves you. You're about to walk into the best days of your life. Even if it's filled with trials, even if it's filled with troubles, even if it's filled with hardships, because those are the messages we do not preach. Sometimes we declare good days, we declare all the things. Joseph had a dream, but he went to a 13-year deal. Job had a seven-month. David had about a 16-year, if I'm correct, or 14-year deal. They went through all of these things. Child of God, I do not guarantee you a, a pathway of roses only and sunshine. But the one thing I do guarantee is that our God is a loving God. Our God is a caring God. And as Jesus said to Peter in his own words, not only in this life, but also in the life to come. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and you are moved today, and you first want to say, Lord, help me Enable me through your grace that I will live righteously, that I will demonstrate your righteousness to a lost world, that I give myself today to you. Holy Spirit, empower me so that I will overcome the obstacles of character flaws and that I will be able to represent you as salt and light in a world that's deteriorating and darkness is filling it. Today, if I'm not born again, I want to give my heart to you. Somebody say, I want to surrender my life to you. I give you my heart. I give you every fiber tissue of my being. Today, I make this confession. I believe in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. 
and that he cleanses me from all sins. And today, I'm born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, if you say that today from the bottom of your heart in faith, then I believe with you, you are a child of the King. Glory be to God.